It is our birthright to be feeling good on this planet. But if you don't feel vibrant in that journey, if you don't feel on average like you're on top of your wounds or your pains or your fatigues or your sufferings, if you don't feel like you're living on top of it, churning through it, then you're not in your given birthright, which is vitality, which is health, which is vibrance. And it's an equation. What we put in, we get. This is a machine and we have to take care of it. We have to maintain it. And no one thing is going to transform your life. It's a process. It's a journey where you have to address all of the possible roots, all of the possible issues. That's Josh Mason. And this is episode 355 of Wellness Force Radio. Wellness Force Radio. Rediscover the physical and emotional intelligence to live life well. You can have the same brain states as someone who's done an hour of meditation every day for 40 years. There's a lot of losses that we go through, so the ability to be able to cope with those losses is very important to build skill in it. Because loss will happen. You know, you have to have spiritual courage to really grow spiritually because... If you really want to take guidance from your soul, you have to be ready to realize that many of the things that you're asking for guidance on, your ego has some kind of an addiction to or an investment in. Total sleep breakthrough in 2020. I've been using cured full spectrum hemp oil. Let me tell you what it's not. It's not for getting high. We know this. It is non-psychoactive. It has no THC. It has 100% terpene rich cannabinoid-rich, full-spectrum, organically-grown hemp oil. What does this actually do to the body? The reason I love this is because it down-regulates the sympathetic nervous system. If you look at the research on PubMed and everywhere else, although the FDA does not allow anyone to make bold claims, this I can speak from a personal perspective. I take this organically-grown Colorado hemp in the evenings. I hold it under my tongue for 60 seconds. I back this up with my data from the aura ring, my deep sleep increases, my restlessness goes away, and I just sleep better. And we know that whether you're having digestive issues or joint pains or sleep issues, the most important thing for your recovery is your sleep. So if you've been struggling with sleep, give Cured Full Spectrum Organically Grown Hemp a test drive. You get 15% off because you're here with us in the Wellness Force mission. It is wellnessforce.com forward slash cured. Enter code wellnessforce at checkout. You get 15% off your organically grown hemp. If you've been looking for a hemp product that has been tested and vetted, give Cured a test drive at wellnessforce.com forward slash cured. Use the code wellnessforce to get 15% off your entire order. What's up, podcast land? It's Josh Trent. It's been a week since I've talked to you. Actually, look, if you follow us on social, we put out the best, and I do mean this, the best conscious clickbait. And I say the conscious clickbait because we're competing out there, y'all. Let's be honest. There's a lot of negativity. There's a lot of things that are pulling at your attention strings. You know what I mean? And we're putting out content every single week, every single day on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter, on our website, in the email. I mean, we got every base covered. Are you signed up for our newsletter yet? Just go to wellnessforce.com, get your free guide, the M21 guide, six science-backed practices for you to have, and I'm not joking, the best morning routine of your life. I took 300 podcasts, I squeezed them down into six steps. I'm not joking, like the best of the best, the sweetest, tastiest gold 
for you to do in six steps every single morning in less than 21 minutes. Just go to wellnessforce.com forward slash M21. That's wellnessforce.com forward slash M21. You'll get exclusive discounts. You get access to me. You can write me an email back which is pretty cool, I guess. (laughs) It is pretty cool. This is why we're here on planet Earth is to connect with one another. This podcast today is a special one. It's about connecting with ourselves. What needs to be cleaned out? What needs to be let go of? How do we detox our body, our mind, and our soul? And let's face it, a pretty fucking toxic world. It is an incredibly toxic world out there right now with COVID and mask wearing and fear-based propaganda. Like we just need a big old deep breath, don't we? Take as many of those as you need. This might be the first time in your entire week that somebody reminded you to take a deep breath. You can do that at any time. You know, we get the most detoxification from our breath. It's interesting. We are always breathing, yet what is in control of that breath? Is it our stress or is it us? As we go into this exploration today of how to detox ourselves, our body, our mind, our spirit in a very toxic world with our featured guest today, I want you to answer one question for yourself and for your family and everyone else. If you take a quick inventory of your life right now, and even as you go through this podcast, can you identify how many times during the day that you stop breathing, that you're maybe in your chest and you're not breathing through your belly? Or the next thing you know, taking a deep breath is like sliding down a mountain of chocolate and breathing in the freshest air from a pine tree you've ever felt. (sighs) If it feels that good, you are probably not breathing enough. Do that today. Do that during this entire podcast. Breathe more. And when I say more, I mean try to take six breaths in an hour. Six deep breaths in one hour. That'll change your whole life. This show today, our guest had his life changed very, very early, actually. I got to meet him in Kauai, of all places. I was out there doing our Purium 30-day cleanse, which is amazing, by the way. I've never done a cleanse. So incredible. You can learn more about that at wellnessforce.com forward slash team. And if you're looking to do a cleanse, I would immediately jump on that. They are selling super fast. And you get a hundred bucks off too, by the way. It's the Purium cleanse. We partnered with them in uh, December of last year, and I've had a ton of people. I just had a friend message me yesterday, like how amazing she felt. It was actually our guest on the show. It was Anant, and she was like, I feel fantastic. This is what happens when we do cleansing and we detox the things that don't serve us. Learn more about that at wellnessforce.com forward slash team. This guest today, he's an expert, and he's an expert among experts. In 2013, he became plagued with a mysterious physical and mental illness. His symptoms were agonizing. At one point, he thought he was going to die. He had panic attacks and despair and, and anxiety and inflammation. But before all of this hell crept in, he was a Brazilian jiu-jitsu and Pan-American champion, traveling around the world competing, living a lucrative corporate job in the Lower East Side of Manhattan. He really like had it all together. But our guest today is the one and only Josh Mason. He is the founder of The Detox Dudes, and I believe he is one of the premier detoxification experts on the planet. His YouTube has millions of views. I got to meet him out in Hawaii. I was actually dancing uh, on a farmland with my partner, Carrie Michelle, and I'm like, I've seen this guy, and I knew I had seen him before because I did a sinus rinse. I did a sinus cleanse 
that he had recommended. Um, and I forget the ingredients, but we'll link it in the show notes. And I knew it was Josh. I was like, wait a minute. I used your sinus rinse and it totally fixed my sinus issues. Josh Mason, the truth about detoxification. We're going to go very deep today. If you yourself have been feeling brain fog, sluggish, or you've just been wanting a cleanse and a detox, listen to this podcast. We're going to go into getting back in line with our natural frequencies, how Josh's mission to really show people that anything is possible through both spiritual work and detoxification was formed. We'll talk about exploring and healing our spiritual roots. Josh went to the jungle for like months at a time. He did that because he had to detox so he could live. He experienced the pharmaceutical industry darkness for so long that he almost took his own life. And his story is without words, without question. His story is just, you can feel the energy coming from him is one of the most inspiring stories I've ever heard. He is such a brother. He's so powerful in the way he speaks. He's going to share with us how we can decharge our samskara. We'll talk about what samskara actually is, this purification ceremony and a really big event in everybody's life. We're going to give ourselves permission to breathe with Josh Mason, how he came to found the Detox Dudes and what his specific detoxification process looks like. Josh will unpack what he went through, how he detoxed himself from parasites and toxins, including mercury. We'll also explore the mental and emotional process to detoxification how an unaligned atlas and a cervical C1 vertebrae can suffocate the brainstem and cause toxic symptoms. We'll also explore what our ego can teach us. Josh has done a huge walk down the path of life with his ego and the way that he goes through his hero's journey and how he encapsulates his path. It's just utterly fascinating to me. I Really have a deep spot in my heart for Josh Mason. You can learn more about Josh at thedetoxdudes.com. That's thedetoxdudes.com. Josh Mason is our guest today. Please do me a huge favor. If, if you yourself are dealing with heavy detox symptoms, or maybe it's just time, maybe somebody in your life needs a detox, share this podcast. Share this podcast with a friend, your wife, your husband, your son, your daughter, your cousin, your auntie, your neighbor. Like, I don't care who it is. If your intuition gives you a sign to share this podcast, share it with them. You help this movement grow so we can all become more physically and emotionally intelligent. And you know, by now, intelligence is not how smart you are. It's your ability to gather information, to apply it, and then lastly, to embody it. Let's do this work together. Let's drop in now for the Facebook Live podcast with the one and only Josh Mason. What's up, everybody? This is Josh Trent with a special guest, Josh Mason from the Detox Dudes. Josh, happy Friday, man. Thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, it's been a long time coming. Thanks for having me on, Josh. We, uh, our parents are really smart, by the way. They named us the uh, biblical character who fought the Battle of Jericho. I don't know if people know that, right? Um, it's funny we start this conversation with something religious. I don't consider myself to be a religious man, but I am in the same vein as you with what you do to serve your community from a spiritual lens. You know, you're a deeply spiritual man. We're going to talk about the truth about detoxification, but we're also going to blend it with Josh's story today. If you're watching this, let us know where you're watching it from. Have you yourself struggled with detoxification? Have you ever wondered, like, how do I 
get down to the truth in the ocean of freaking information out there, thedetoxdudes.com, Josh has a firsthand account. He was a jujitsu champion, Pan American Games champion. 2013 dealt with emotional issues, uh, almost actually wanting to take his own life at multiple times. Like Josh, it's such a special moment to be here with you, man. I met you in uh, January this year with my lady and we were down there exploring Kauai. And I saw this guy dancing in a little farm dance thing that we were both a part of. And I was like, he looks so familiar. And then it occurred to me when I had my sinus issue, I watched your YouTube video without ever knowing I was going to meet you. And I was cleaning out my sinuses with the sinus rinse that you recommended. Um, for people that don't know you, man, tell us like, what is Josh's mission on planet earth? Like what's your mission right now in this moment with detox dudes and just with you as a soul? Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. That's a beautiful question. I would say the, the grandest scale of my vision is to show people that anything is possible. To put very simply, to show people that anything is possible. Um, and how I create that mission or how I get to that mission is through um, spiritual work and through detoxification. So I help people clean this channel, this vessel of consciousness so that they can attune to the right frequencies. We're like a radio antenna yeah. and most of us yeah. are operating on this AM 550. That's just a lot of noise, a lot of darkness, a lot of chaos. And, and we're not getting a clear message from divine, from God, from, from yeah. the universe, right? This channel that we want to operate on, that is our birthright to operate on. And, um, so I believe firmly, strongly with every cell of my being that when we clean this vessel, we have a much easier time of attuning to the the, the positive, uh, loving frequencies of life. Spoken like a true wisdom messiah. And, and <laughs> I, the reason I say that is because the way that messages come through, sometimes the messenger can turn people off. Um, many people right now are talking about what the world really needs. And you just encapsulated it in a few sentences. And that is, if our conduit is clean, and we're grounded to the earth, we're connected with our mother, the one that brought us here, the place that we come from, the, the, the world that we live in, if we're connected to that and the world within ourselves, well, then we can actually be the light as you talk about in your story and on your site. That's powerful for me, man, because this has been a lifelong journey. You know, this podcast has always been and always will be about combining physical and emotional intelligence. And in the background of that, there's, there's spirituality. There's our connection to source. One of the things you said on your site is as a collective, we have to stop giving consent to limiting beliefs and diagnoses. I think this is a perfect jumping off point because your story is profound. I mean, I was yesterday, I was reading it and it's like, you, you wrote a book online about your story. And it's just one of the most challenging things I could ever imagine somebody going through having to deal with issues that came out of nowhere when you were at the top of your game in athletics. Can you take yeah. us back in a time machine, man, to, to that time for you? And, and it's great now because you can reflect, but in that moment, um, it was pretty hard to reflect because you were dealing with the health issues that brought you to us now as a leader. But, but what was that moment for you in 2013, I believe is when it kind of began, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was October, 2013. Um, for the years prior to that, I was living in New York city. Um, I won the world championships as a white belt in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu in 2010. I won the Pan Ams in 2012 as a blue belt. I won the Abu Dhabi trials as a purple belt. I was on a world-class trajectory uh, in, in Brazilian jiu-jitsu to, I thought I was going to be one of the best black belts in the world. I, I knew that I, I thought that deeply in my, in my heart and in my soul. 
Um, and, um, and then October, 2013, I fell extremely ill in a matter of two weeks is when I went from being that guy to being basically a helpless lost boy, hmm. uh, pulled up in my bed, begging God who I never believed in up until that point to, to, to let the pain stop. And the pain that I was experiencing was, uh, had changed over a three and a half year period of time. But the long and short of it is that I was dealing with severe panic attacks, heart palpitations, anxiety, severe depression, depression to the point where, you know, you just, you cannot go on another hour, another day. It's just agonizing to feel that level of anguish and suffering and torment. Um, and, uh, at a certain point after about a year and a half, my physical body also shut down on me. My digestive system stopped working. I started losing a lot of weight. Um, and I couldn't function. I couldn't go to the bathroom. I was extremely constipated. How much weight were you losing, man? Um, the, mo the lightest I ever got down to, I don't know. Cause I was living in the Amazon jungle without a scale, but I would say that I lost about 30 pounds, uh, 25 to 30 pounds from my healthy jujitsu weight. <sighs> Yeah. And I was already lean and clean and like in fighting shape. <laughs> yeah. It's cause, cause I'm flashing back to your journey and like, I'm sure you've probably been on a lot of shows and I know you've spoken at panels and, and this story that you have, it, it seems like you're so resilient about it, but the emotional connection with so many people that are even watching or listening to this, um, we had people yesterday talking about Lyme disease and talking about how they had amalgam fillings. And this is even before you came on the show. So I'm thinking about the man, you said that you were knocked down to your knees and it felt like you were a boy. Um, when you were in that moment in 2013 and, and you were going through it, like, did you think this was some kind of lesson or you didn't even have that kind of awareness yet? I mean, you were yeah. literally going through the trudges of the lesson. No. Yeah. I had no context, no awareness. It was, it was life and death. It was, a, it was what I thought was a, a break, a psychotic break. It was, there was no positive spin on it. Okay. There was no way I could think, oh, there's some good coming out of this. It was only dark. It was only heavy. My mind and at the time my body and my human could only understand the human of it, which was oh my God, the next step is an institution. Mm. Like I'm, I'm fucked. Right. Yeah. So there was, there was no context. And I recognize now that the difference, the line between really someone who goes, it crosses that line and goes into an institution between somebody who transcends and, and unravels this mystery and becomes someone who helps the community in terms of health and spirituality is context. It's that line of context, you know, uh, and, and so in that space, I was, uh, I was completely and utterly lost and terrified. You, yeah. um, one thing you mentioned, and this is at dtextdudes.com. If you're just tuning in right now, this is Josh Mason, uh, 2013 Pan Am Brazilian Jiu Jitsu champion, lost everything, lost his health, went to the Amazon. I think at one point, man, I was looking at your site. You said that you had been to the Amazon, uh, your second trip back in the day was six months of you living in the jungle. And that's yeah. not for the faint of heart. Uh, my buddy, Chad Walding from the paleo secret and, and native path, he spent a month in the jungle and it changed his life forever. You spent six months in the Amazon jungle. Like, 
what in your heart made you take that path there? Yeah. And then I went back a third time and I spent another month in isolation. <laughs> um, so, so, uh, the question was what made me decide to go there? Yeah. There was some kind of spark in your heart. Was it desperation? Was it empowerment? It was, it was desperation. I, I had seen and met a lot of people in the Western world up until that point, psychiatrists, doctors, uh, friends, a lot of well-trained individuals, psychologists, therapists, and none of them I could, I felt matched by, and it's not an ego matching. What it is, is like an energetic resonance of like, this person has been through this. They get this other than reading it in a textbook. They can look at me in the eye, sink in with me and be like, Hey, I've crossed these neurological pathways. I've opened these portals have opened for me yeah. and I've closed them. Let me show you how, right? I, I never felt that it was all just like, yeah, it's probably depression. It's probably this. It's probably, and I'm just like, how can I receive that? I'm, I'm suffering immensely right now. I can't, I can't receive that. Yeah. I, that doesn't, that doesn't help me. I can't rest on, on thought. I can't rest on a textbook. I can't rest on a concept. I need to feel in a, a human being who's, who's walked this walk. Right. And Josh, I can tell you an amazing interviewer because I have the chills in my body and I own that only happens when someone takes me into an emotional state of my journey. And a lot of interviewers miss this piece. They just let me cruise through <laughs> without right. getting into the emotions of it all. So, yeah, man. so well, we're, we're brothers like that because I, I feel, a I felt a kindred spirit with you when I first met you in Kauai, we were dancing and it's yeah. funny, like the universe peppers in clues for us to, to walk this path. And, mm -hmm. um, when I had done the sinus, um, I had actually I had surgery. You were one of the people that I consulted with online without ever even knowing you. And so it's perfect <laughs> timing that you and I are here talking about the emotional journey to go down to the jungle, which is really where the plants give us the most healing. Yes. Yes. So I, I, uh, decided to go there because online I was reading this stuff about the shamanic initiation about, you know, mental illness versus shamanic initiation about how ayahuasca purged people of their demons and all of their deepest wounds. And, and I said to myself, I, my soul, my spirit knew this is deeper than just simply a chemical imbalance. I need to explore the spiritual roots. I need to understand What's going on, right? I've had weed experiences where I tripped out. I want to understand what, what, what's going on yeah. out there in me as well. So that was my pull to the jungle. And then once I was there, the shamans themselves were the, the tether, the anchor that kept me there. They, they, have a, they have a wisdom in their eyes that, that Westerners do not carry <laughs> for the most part. Sure. American born people who grew up in, in our environment, there's something in their eyes that is so deep. It's so wise. It's so multi-generational. They carry so much, so many codes in their system. And I, I believed I could trust them. I, I, and I, and I rested on them. There's something that you can't fake. You know, we always talk about these three phases of intelligence on wellness force. And, you know, we gather information, we apply and test. And then lastly, we embody these shamans that you're speaking about and people that have ever done any kind of plant medicine or just been led through any kind of journey at all. They can attest to what you're saying. Like there's something you feel from a shaman 
that is trust and that is really connected to some source, the source, the spirit, the intelligence that drives us all. Like you can't fake that, man. Yes, you cannot. You cannot. Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely a space where you were in where you said, okay, I'm going to trust God. I'm going to trust spirit. But weren't you angry at God for the fact that these things even occurred? I know I was when I was young. I had so much anger towards God. I thought that God was just like a joke, really. I was angry at God in, in, for different phases of this journey. And while living in the jungle, I was able to not go into that space because the ayahuasca was able to connect me to glimmers of hope, to mm. glimmers of a bigger mission. Like I remember having these experiences under ayahuasca where I would just, the plants and the moon would just tell me, keep going, keep going. You're doing deep work, brother. You're doing really deep work. Keep going. And then the ceremony would end and I'd be like, that was just my ego. (laughs) (laughs) Moon doesn't know who the fuck I am. (laughs) You know? Yes. So, so, so these experiences would allow me to like see God, to see divine, to connect to the earth, to the spaceship of earth, to connect to the fact that I was literally this creature on earth transcending, unraveling all of the karma and all of the faulty neurological pathways, all of these faulty blueprints that have been passed down from many, many, many generations. I felt in my bones, I'm Jewish, I felt that I was healing the Holocaust Hmm. through my body, through the work that I was doing. And I felt that as a collective and, uh, and individually, that I was unraveling and changing the tide of all of this darkness all of this chaos, all of this war and famine and poverty and moving it back into a world of an Atlantean era where we are abundant, where we are in love, where we have connection and peace and everything we need. This paradise that is this earth, this this DNA seed bank of earth that that is meant to be like a garden of Eden. And I felt like, oh, okay, I guess in this lifetime, my goal and my mission is to to bring bring whoever I can back there and myself back there. Yeah. Right. Uh, as close as we can get before I, before you know, we die. So this is what you've been doing with your retreats and, and all the ways that you're helping people across the planet, man. You help people across the world, which is another reason why I'm so grateful. Um, this podcast is special to me because uh, when I looked into your work and I started to understand literally how much you got to detox yourself from, it took you from Western medicine where they couldn't heal you. You took, I think it was like three and a half years, um, seven different pharmaceutical drugs that you had taken in. None of this stuff worked. You got to the point where you wanted to take your own life. And then that's when everything kind of turns you towards the medicine, right? That medicine of truth that you got in the jungle. Would you remember what it was like when you first went down to the jungle? Like, were you feeling fear, excitement? Yeah, I was terrified my entire experience in the jungle. The jungle is actually not the deepest, um, healing balm for me and my soul. It was actually detox and some other uh, spiritual work that I engaged in after the jungle that really transformed my life. Though I must say the jungle was like a boot camp that stripped me naked, initiation. um, So the jungle was transformational because it stripped away all that I thought I was, all of my ego, all of this Josh that was a fighter, the Josh that was, you know, good with women, the Josh that made money, all the things that I attached to, it just sliced that apart, right? (sighs) Stripped me naked and spit me out. 
And um, so the jungle was terrifying for me. I had I drank ayahuasca about 32 times or so. And um, for the last my last ever ceremonies were all in isolation while doing a dieta, an apprenticeship uh, with with two shamans in Cantamana, which is very, very, very remote. I had no human contact. I was a 30 minute walk inside the jungle with no human contact other than the shamans. And it was just hilarious. They 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 would call me, you know, Josu. They, they couldn't pronounce my name, even though I knew them for like two years at this point. <laughs> it was uh, based on all my experiences. Um, it was uh, uh, Amigo Josu, and Ed, they would laugh at everything. You know, I was like suffering immensely. And this lady, Celestina, who I did my dieta with, who many of your audience will probably know who she is because she's worked with a lot of Westerners. Okay. And I would just say, hola, que tal, Josu? And I would just be like, muy malo, very, very bad, very yeah. bad. And they would laugh. Everything was funny to them. Oh, okay, Josu, hasta luego. You know, like, oh, man. No, I They would just laugh at everything because they saw the tapestry of life that if I went crazy, okay, great. If I died, okay, great. If I made it and transcended it, okay, great. You know, to them, it was all just like the tapestry of life. What do you um, feel like, and I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I just had this beaming question come through. What do you feel like for most people stops them from ever going down that path of really getting to the emotional detoxification, spiritual detoxification? I don't care if you believe in entities or not, like there is dark and light in this world. And so if we're going to be the light that you talk about on your site and in your mission, um, what is it, man, that from clients and, and people in your programs that actually blocks them from having the courage like you had? to go down to the jungle or to go into their own personal jungle? Let me tune into that for a second. I think people assume that facing the shadows and their darkness is scarier than having it linger in the closet for the rest of their life. Personally, I think it's scarier to have it in the closet for the rest of one's life. I think people are terrified of their own power, of their own force of nature inside of them, of the elements inside of them, of the sheer life force inside of each human being. If you understood, if we understood how much is possible in this lifetime to have access to inside of our belly, inside of our heart, inside of our third eye, it would be shatter your body if you had access to it all in one moment. If it wasn't a gradual process, it would explode your body. So I think people are terrified of how complex and extraordinary and magical this body and this lifetime is. <laughs> oh man, I just got chills from my teeth to my toes when you said that, because um, if we were brought into this world and we remembered who we were, you know, in the logos, they talk about, we, we all drink from the river of forgetfulness. And we come into this world and we remember who we are. It's a gradual process. Like you speak about, why is it that you were chosen to have these mucoid plaques and health issues and suicidal depression? And like, why you, like, what is it about your soul's mission here? And so many people that deal with crazy illnesses, crazy diseases. Um, what is it about you, man, that, that makes you like chosen for this line? I would say there are many, many of us, many, many individuals on the planet who are canaries in the coal mine. You know the expression. Sure. Yeah? Okay. So th this is essentially 
what we've been called down here is to show the earth and show humanity everything that's happening. We just show it to them faster, sooner, quicker, more intensely. Everything that happened to me, with uh, which we can get into what what went down. Sure. Should I go into that now? Sure. Or? No, we'll go into okay. it in a minute. But I, okay. I just want to share with people like what you've you know the emotion behind it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're a maestro at the interviews. I'll let you do your thing. So, all right. Um, so, um, so canaries in the coal mine, right? Like I'm just showing people what's happening on a global basis, on a, on a human basis. And it happened to me in a very, very, very extreme way. I have access to my soul and to kind of where I came from and to what I came down here for. So I believe I can answer that in a really deep way. Mm. But what I'll, I'll summarize it with like, imagine, imagine there was this, uh, council of people that said, okay, from a planet. And they said, guys, we have to send some people down to go through this insane initiation to deal with some intense dark energies and come out into the light and help other people walk this walk. Who wants to do it? And somehow, for some reason, I was just like, me. You know, like, I would love to do it. <laughs> I, I would love to do that. It's, yeah. It sounds like my. It's almost like Hunger Games where she's like, I'll be the tribute. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so I chose it. And um, I guess I have some reservoir of life force and determination and will inside that was able to that I was able to tap into in order to, to get through this because without those forces inside, without that will, um, I definitely wouldn't have made it. Yeah. I love the way you can go back through that. Let, let's go into what it actually was from a health and biological perspective, because we all know that not anybody can just go down to the jungle and spend a month or six months and all this time so many people here on wellness force, they come to us for healing. I mean, shoot, my whole mission is to share about my own healing. We're all healing. We all come to this planet with some kind of contract and we spend the rest of our lives unraveling it and, and being with it. So from a biological perspective, what were you dealing with? Was it the heavy metals? Was it just the detoxification of our modern world? There's so much misinformation out there, but like you've been through it yourself. Yeah. Oh, there's so many ways to answer that question. What I would say is that I was definitely dealing on a 3D, in a 3D level down here from a medical perspective, I was definitely dealing with these labels of mental illness. They were yeah. very real. They were yeah. very true. And I was truly walking that line of what would be considered madness or schizophrenia, whatever label they want to use for that too. I was really losing it. Okay. I was experiencing vision. I was having hallucinations. I was hearing things. I was just lost in this this morphic space of darkness like lost getting lost in the sauce okay hmm. the expression and so that's what i was dealing with on a very s surface level and and when i took it down deeper with my own will with my own on my own agenda irrespective of what anyone told me i recognized that it was indeed an initiation and the initiation had multiple parts of it was shamanic in nature. It, it was teaching me how to experience the dark world and come out of it and be tethered to that shadow world in order to 
have the life force from that dark world. I'm, I'm, I feel very anchored in, in the, the, the shadows. I'm not, I don't run away from my shadows. I embrace them. I talk to them. I ask them, I question them. Right. So, but what, what it was on a, on a, another level was severe toxicity. Okay. Severe toxicity, parasites, heavy metals, chemicals and most specifically mercury wow mercury all at heavy, once all, all of these things all amalgamed these things all amalgamated <sighs> amalgam which is amalgam the mercury fillings yeah, right? isn't that funny <laughs> this was all an amalgamation of all of these things deep 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 samskaras the dark energies trying to take me into the dark not allowing my light to come through on this planet yeah. like almost like you know, bright lights are just beaten at a young age because by dark forces, because they don't want you to, to shine. They don't want you to, to do, to, to, to be a bright beacon in this world. Right. And it was the heavy metals and it was the psychiatric potential conditions. And it was uh, deep, deep. I, I think I mentioned this deep samskaras and wounds. And what is a samskara for people that don't know? A samskara is um, a Sanskrit word for, uh, I believe it stands for wound, but essentially it's like, imagine your soul going through lifetime after lifetime after lifetime, accruing these particular flavors of wounds. Ah. And that each lifetime that you don't decharge the samskara, it'll get stronger and stronger and stronger until in one lifetime, the only way you can you know, resonate with that samskara is to be like a general in an army and get murdered and slaughtered. And then your, you know, your samskaras always fit this certain pattern, this certain pathway. <clears throat> and then when you decharge them, you have more free will because samskaras are, uh, this spectrum of free will exists with samskaras, you know, like for instance, if someone, if you had road rage and you, you know, that situation where you just get overtaken by something during road rage, yeah. that's a samskara right? You lose yourself in samskaras. You lose free will to a certain degree, Yeah. right? So the samskaras are these, these wounds that come with us for many, many lifetimes and they, they carry the same flavor. And then in this lifetime, you have to have experiences that can match that samskara. So you, one of your yeah. samskaras was having five toxic pathways all in your nervous system, in your physiology at once. Yeah. <sighs> Well, okay. most people are dealing with massive amount of toxicity. You think that all people are dealing with some percentage of what you were dealing with or Absolutely. no? Absolutely. 100%. It's impossible not to. The chemicals that are in our tap water, the amalgam fillings, the vaccinations, the seafood, all of the products, the makeups, the foods, the GMOs, the pesticides, insecticides, fertilizers, it's all synthesized chemical-based products that we are inundated with on our skin, in our mouth, in our bodies. And it affects us on a deep biochemical level because we are creatures of the earth and we are meant to be using earthly natural products, products from this earth. We're not meant to be synthesizing things for maximum profits, minimum costs, maximum turnaround, right? These mm. products aren't even as effective as nature's products, right? So that's a whole other subject, but yeah. 
Well, most people don't realize that pharmaceuticals are pulled from the Amazon, from nature herself, from the tools that are out there for us to take naturally. Yet we live in the society that is so um, psychotic, really. There's a psychosis when it comes to year over year over year growth, Josh. And in nature, you tell me, brother, when in nature is there ever 100% year over year over year growth? It doesn't exist. Um, and so when we ignore the laws of nature and we ignore and we start using capitalism through an unconscious lens and we start taking advantage of our brothers and sisters and walking on the backs of our brothers and sisters in the name of profit, that's actually a detoxification that we're currently experiencing right now. You know, this phrase detox that you're so famous for across the world, the detoxification you went through, I feel like prepared you to really speak about all the ways that we need to detox in this world, not just from our bodies, but spiritually and economically and um, the way that we're treating our mother earth. Like, can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, hundred percent. It's, um, <clears throat> it's a big subject. Um, we are raping and pillaging this earth and we are doing the same to our bodies and we are losing connection to our ancestors, to our old ways, to our lineage, to earthly law. You know, monocropped farms are this thing that exists right now where we have just one crop going on an entire farm. And that crop pulls the same minerals out of the soil every single time. And it's grown year round, year round, abusing the land, abusing the soil. We're left with one sixteenth of the amount of minerals in a carrot today that we had 20 years ago because of this concept of not allowing land to rest because of this concept of, of monocrop farms, right? Everything we're doing is chasing, is an agenda of profits, capitalism, as you, as you say. And this is not the way we're meant to live, right? And coronavirus and the quarantine and all of this is actually in some way taking us closer to that, I hope. Yes, me too. Introspection it is allowing people to reflect on the way we've been pillaging the earth. And I guess people just don't realize how much we're harming ourselves by harming the planet. I guess people are just stuck in this money mindset or this profit uh, paradigm. And um, there's so much there. But what I can say is that through my pain and through my suffering, I've I've discovered and I've learned that all that matters is love, peace, fun, joy, transformation, healing, being in one center, being connected to the divine, being connected to the earth. These are the only things that matter in life. And it takes pain for people to get there. Yeah. It takes pain and suffering for people to recognize what they are as a creature and what they truly, truly value and what they truly want. Most people think that they want money and want to chase these things. It's only because they have no love inside. When you have access to love, you don't want any of these other things. If The most painful, agonizing thing in the world is being disconnected from source. It's, it's torture to be disconnected from source. I, I can't blame people for crazy actions, for pillaging or whatever they, they, people continue to do. To some degree, me as well. I'm, I'm using a gas car. I still am not perfect. But, but – you know, and I don't recycle, I haven't been recycling recently, <laughs> you know, like there's a lot of improvement. I can the do confessional. <laughs> yeah. I want to make, make sure I'm, right. I'm not 
sharing that I'm just some sort of uh, idolist, you know, yeah. uh, living this perfect walk. But, but um, to fall from grace in that way that many of us did at a very, very young age, to be disconnected from that love, to not have that love frequency inside – it's, it's agonizing. Many of our ancient uh, masters and even contemporary, Josh, they all say the same thing. And it's exactly what Lao Tzu speaks about. And it is the middle way. At some point in life, people go to the dark side to feel what the dark actually is. And then at some point in life, some people choose to go and just do Vipassanas and, and be some type of a white robe wearing person on a mountain. But there is this middle path, you know, and, and one of the things on your site that you wrote that, that is like a testament to your work and your mission is you quoted Rumi and it was the wound is the place where the light enters you. So I have to ask you this question, like if we don't ever get wounded, if we don't ever come from a threshold of pain. How are we ever supposed to know either where the light pours in and then the light even lives within us? I feel like a lot of individuals who don't have deep wounds, they have a lot of light, but they may not be conscious of their own power in that light or aware of how they can use that light. I know a lot of people, friends who who have this way of being that's just sort of not wounded. They've never really gone through anything. And Personally, I think it's boring when someone's like that. Right? No judgment. I'm just a little bored by that. Yeah. Paradigm. Uh, that, the story's that, not but, as rich. It's just not as rich. It's, yeah. You know, all the, none of the movies are custard like in that way, where people are just like, you know, like having an, have an easy way, right? That's not what we like watching in movies. And this life is a movie, right? So, yeah. so it is a little boring to me, um, but no judgment. And and what I see is that a lot of these individuals have amazing light about them, but when you haven't had to fight for it, when you haven't had to claim it, when you haven't had to pull and incarnate all of your strengths down in order to get it and win and win it, then, you know, you don't have it as a tool quite the same. You don't have access to it in quite the same way where you can just shoot it to somebody or deliver it or, you know, alchemize with it, right? It's more of just kind of fused into your body and you know, you live and breathe it, but not really quite sure how you're using it. (laughs) People, people look at you now, like you speak from a place of true experience and there's a lightness when you speak, there's a groundedness when you speak. I love, you're one of the few guests that just takes a breath when you answer a question. And it's just beautiful reminder to all of us here with you in this bubble right now. Uh, Even the multiple people watching online with us right now, like it's okay to take a breath. Like we can give ourselves permission to take a breath. If we don't have our breath, no detoxification, no awareness, no inventory, no presence can ever come through. Have you used breath as a tool for detoxification? And then I'd love Josh to get into a little bit more of the science behind uh, how you healed yourself too. Sure. Yeah. Breath is the central anchor, right? That's yeah. that's the one thing that has saved my life. The, what what I saw in the jungle in my darkest, darkest, darkest days, just demons everywhere in my ceremonies, just darkness everywhere, torture in every cell in my body. When I was in that corner of suicide or what else? There was there's two options. It was imagine in the, in this corner, this fork in the road. It wasn't even a fork in the road because I couldn't go backwards. Mm. It was a corner. One way was suicide. The other way was breath. It's all I had. No thoughts could take me out of my hell. No change in paradigm. It's okay, Josh. 
I love you, Josh. Don't worry, Josh. You're safe. Whatever I went, only the breath, only the breath could take me out of the hell or pause the hell for a moment. So that breath is that that central anchor and and um, thread that keeps me grounded. Has kept me grounded, and I've done a lot of breath work practices and and all of that um, Wim Hof and. Uh, soma breath work and, and a lot of other things. Um, oh yeah. I did the Soma with Niraj for a month in yeah, Thailand. That's awesome. Yeah. It was an incredible experience, awesome. man. And, and the reason I'm bringing this up is because how many people here with us can just take a deep breath with us right now? Like, would you be down to do that? Can we take a deep breath together and just let go of some stress right now? It's such a beautiful reset. Uh, and if you just took a breath, let us know you took a breath and take three more, <laughs> take three more if you're with us there too, because you know, some of the stuff that we're going to explore in the rest of the show is pretty heavy and it's the reality of where we are and we can't face any kind of threshold unless we're breathing. We can't face danger unless we're breathing. So, um, you faced danger from a biological level where you had the mercury, you had all kinds of things going on. Um, biologically, can you share with us what was going on for you and, and so many people that don't even know? Yeah, totally. I just want to make a quick comment on that breath piece. It's like, I learned through all this spiritual journey that it's not so much the words that we say, whether it be on interviews or in conversations or this or that, that gives people this fear, like they have to answer quickly or they have yeah. to have the right answer. There's actually a space that exists with each human being as they deliver their words. There's a space of consciousness that lands, right? And the space is what people intuitively feel, you know? Yep. And the space doesn't require words. There's a there's interesting. I just saw a mouse. I've never seen a mouse in this house. We should look at mouse medicine, whatever that may mean. Somebody write in the comments, what does it mean when you're speaking the truth and a mouse shows up? What is a mouse? <laughs> what, is, what does that mean? I'm talking about the breath. Never okay. saw a mouse in this house. Okay. Um, so um, so the, 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 what I went through. All right, Josh. So yeah. three and a half year experience, torturous, suicidal depression, panic attacks, anxiety. And I eventually... I'm at the point where I'm going to either take my own life or I'm going to go take Iboga in Africa. Okay. And I was 48 hours away from getting on a plane to go take Iboga as my last ditch effort. And if I wasn't, if Iboga didn't serve me, I was going to fast in the woods of Gabon, in the forest of Gabon until I died. I had a very clear end, end of life mission there because I was done. Jesus. And two days away from getting on that plane, the shaman was paid for, everything was paid for with credit cards. I was broke at the time. I learned about mercury poisoning. And when I learned about mercury poisoning, the woman who I learned, uh, who, who experienced something similar to me, her name is Connie Fox and she's an angel and I love her. Just love sh sharing her message. If you want to go check her out. She, she, her story was the only story I had ever read that resonated with me. Of all of the books I read, of all of the people I talked to, it was the only thing that I resonated with. And I broke down in tears in my basement and I called my mom down and I, and I called my dad on speakerphone and I said, guys, you were about to lose your son. I was about to go to Africa to take Iboga. I finally found out what's wrong with me. And they're like, yeah, sure. After three and a half years old, now you found out because I kept telling them, yeah, I know what's up now. I know what's up now. This is when you're going through suicidal waves. Yes, yes. 
and I and I said I have mercury. Yeah, but they, but I just kept going to the jungle, or I would kept doing. I did other hallucinogens, like a temporary reprieve. So n- nothing I brought to them as far as oh, I think I figured something out. They didn't trust me anymore. Yeah, right? no longer trusted me. So I said I have mercury poisoning. I know I have mercury poisoning. Read this story. This is what I'm going through. What other person on the planet experiences pain when a cabinet door closes? When a refrigerator door closes? What other person experiences systemic nerve pain, like I went through? And. I got mercury tested. The mercury levels were off the charts. And I began to understand the magnitude of what mercury does to a system. And I went through a huge process with detoxifying mercury. Mercury fries the myelin sheath. It fries the nerves. It 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 destroys the brain. And combined with other metals, destroys the brain. Okay? And um, there's a lot to talk about here, but essentially I went through a, a detoxification process of chemicals, of metals. I crapped out 500 plus parasitic worms, tapeworms, ropeworms, roundworms. Many may say, oh, you caught those in the jungle. Let me tell you something. Nine out of 10 of my clients have physical, visible worms coming out of their stool when they, when they work with me. People don't want to accept that as truth right they now. Because how many people watching this probably have percentage wise you think i know we're pontificating but have yeah. worms look i think personally i think 100% of us have parasites i think that 9 out of 10 of us will physically see worms the other 10% may just have some you know very microscopic in, in, in imbalances of flora and bacteria and and, and etc right it's fucking mind blowing it's mind blowing until you see it my clients who see once they see one worm one worm come out Ropeworm, roundworm, liver fluke, everything changes. Everything changes. Their whole world just opens up and they say, holy shit, I've, I can't believe it. Wow. Right? Oh yeah. My God. <laughs> yeah. So you're, you're having all this stuff come out, but what, what were you taking to make it come out? The metal, yeah. the parasites, so everything? The process that I went through was one of, it was roller coaster, a lot of ups and downs, a lot of learning. In hindsight, what I would say to, to give people the right advice and not, steer them away, uh, steer, give them the roller coaster ride that I went on. Yeah. One must begin with gut healing. Things like acacia fiber, slippery elm bark powder, okay, licorice root, um, butyric acid, glutamine, aloe vera, um, purple cabbage juice, all these substances that heal the mucous membrane, fulvic acid, humic acid, Okay, check out Dr. Axe's work on the tight junctions. You probably even had him on a show at this point. Not yet. Uh, okay, you got to yeah. get him on. Yeah. Store for Life, okay, is a great supplement. Um, healing the gut and the mucous membrane, the tight junctions in the gut. Once that is taken care of, binders, 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 binders. Things like clays, charcoals, zeolites, chlorella, okay, the ch- chitosan, these substances are like vacuums that go into the intestines and grab positively charged pollutants, positively charged metals, chemicals, other substances and toxins. Most most substances that are toxic, that are pollutants, are positively charged. This is why uh, this is why you know you ever heard the expression to go run after a lightning storm. 
The lightning is negatively charged and ionizes the air. You have a negative ion generator in the home. Negative ions, it's, the generator sends negative ions into the air, grabs onto positively charged dust particles. It settles into, onto the ground and then you vacuum the, the carpet. And that's how negative ion generators clean spaces, right? Wow. This is the same way we love the beach. We love the beach for same the same reason. The same way I love this electron machine. I have a machine that pumps electrons into my feet. Okay. This is the, I wouldn't expect anything less from Josh Mason. There's <laughs> <laughs> so many gadgets in this. Oh my weird. gosh. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so these binders are negatively charged and they go in and they grab they, we don't digest these substances. They grab the positively charged pollutants and then it like a vacuum goes down and down and down and allows for uh, evacuation. Okay. Once that phase is complete, I like taking people into into antimicrobial process where we take substances like garlic, noni, um, rosemary. Uh, people can do suppositories where they take herbs rectally. Why do you do them rectally? Because from what I've heard, it, it bypasses the normal digestive process. So does it go up to the hepatic portal vein? Is that yes. what's going on with that? Exactly. Once it hits the liver, it's systemic. It's in your blood and it's systemic. You can taste herbs within 20 minutes of taking them rectally. Were you doing so, coffee enemas as well? Or what's your view on coffee enemas for detox? Coffee enemas are great. Awesome. They're, they're, they're a great technology. Um, there's ways of making coffee enemas way more badass. Okay. So you, like sulfur, salt, uh, iodine, a little bit of iodine, um, uh, some other substances in there where you can make coffee enemas, uh, you know, twice, three times as effective, but they are awesome. And I have done thousands of coffee enemas. <laughs> and I'm sure you have guides. Actually, I saw you have a free course you're giving. I don't know how you afforded to do this. You're taking people through a free course with free manuals and a free guided video process at the yeah. detox Um, yeah. is that, is that cover a lot of ground of which you speak as far as like the biology and the supplementation and things like that? Yeah, it, it, if, if for, for people to get started, that is an amazing place. It, I teach people the fundamentals of detox, all the things that need to get put in place before you embark on a detox journey. Okay. I take people through a five-day resurrection. If they want to do a five-day juice uh, resurrection where they can cleanse old fecal matter from their system. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, it def it's definitely an amazing place to start. And I the reason I can afford to do this, quote unquote, is because when people see what detox does, then I'm a I'm a, a coach for life for them. Yeah, <laughs> I have and, a client for life. And, yeah. and what's really special too is like if you're just tuning in right now, this is Josh Mason, uh, 2013 Pan Am Jiu Jitsu champion, uh, almost lost his life due to mental illness, and that mental illness was caused from detox not detoxing heavy metals, things like this. So if you've ever dealt with something like this in your life, let us know in the comments, you know, I'm, I'm sure that Josh and I can go through and look at some of these comments when we're done. Many people, Josh are dealing with some form, maybe not as drastic, but definitely man, some form of what you've gone through as a starting point. Yes, they can go to detox dudes, but there has to be an inflection, like a decision they make inside of themselves first. What advice or, or what guidance can you give to people that are dealing with amalgam fillings or toxicity or heavy metals, or just there's something that they're sick and possibly dying from, where do they go mentally first, emotionally first? Yeah. It's a beautiful question. <clears throat> F 
you know, first I, I would say that uh, I hope my words and my frequency can can open that up, the portal for for an individual. It's like a resting point of guys. I've been there. I've done that. You know, hopefully they can feel this as truth, right? I, I hope that to be the case, um, because I I can't convince anybody of anything. Um, what I would say is, is that it is our birthright to be feeling good on this planet to not to be feeling good all the time because this planet is light and dark. There's pain. There's a lot that we have to alchemize. This planet is messy, but if you don't feel vibrant in that journey, if you don't feel on average, like you're on top of your wounds or your pains or your fatigues or your sufferings, if you don't feel like you're living on top of it, churning through it, then you're not in your given birthright, which is vitality, okay, which is health, which is vibrance, okay. And what I would suggest for people is to just check in with themselves. How have, they, what have they been putting into the machine? Whatever you put in this machine, you get. Yeah. What, it's an equation. What we put in, we get. And I learned that through the jungle. I learned that through the plant medicines of eating terrible foods and then or overeating and then watching has ayahuasca, you know, just purged it out of me. Right. All of my all of the crap that I ate and the chocolate and this and that. Right. And so my point is that this is a machine and we have to take care of it. We have to maintain it. Whatever we put in, we get out. And the all of these things are cumulative in terms of making us weak and tired and sick and no one thing is going to transform your life it's a process it's a journey uh where you have to address all of the possible roots all of the possible issues different forms of toxicity emotional mental physical right amalgam fillings people have upper cervicals that are out of alignment Josh, this is a massive problem on this planet. If there's a piece of advice I can give to people is to get your upper cervical checked, the C1 vertebrae. If that is out of alignment, your brainstem is being suffocated on a regular basis. And many people have had accidents that took this out. And it took me years to learn about that. Is this having to do with Atlas and the Atlas yes. being out of alignment as well? Um, yes. I've heard of, of different chiropractors that specialize in this. What, is, what does that do? Yes. Uh, what does that do to people? This is a life-changing body of work. And um, it's um, the, the C1 vertebrae, which is the atlas. C2 is the axis. Both of these are one in particular is like a circuit breaker. When there's one or two or three millimeter misalignment in the atlas, there's pressure being put on the brainstem. The brainstem connects to the, every single nerve makes its way up to that brainstem, right? It's like a biochemical circuit breaker. When that, when pressure is being put on the, on the nerve, the nerves or on the brainstem, the system cannot function properly. And most people have these micro misalignments in their upper cervical and the rest of their body is compensating for all these years and the system cannot function properly. And through jujitsu, I had a, a, a misalignment. And when I, got put back in. It was like a breath of fresh air. Like, uh, again, like, uh, just a, a rewiring of like, doo, 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 doo. Oh my God, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm supposed to be happy. Yeah. I'm supposed to feel good. I'm not supposed oh. to be in this shithole. <laughs> uh, Dallas Michael said being sick has long since become the norm. 
Ain't that the truth? People yeah. don't know how good they feel unless they start to feel a new baseline of good. And you actually wrote this in your site, which is perfect timing. You said, we'll never know how much toxins we have in our body unless we start detoxifying our body. In other words, like you ever, you ever feel sore, but you don't know you're sore until somebody touches you. It's the same thing. We're all living our lives from the neck up, bro. You're bringing people heart to head connected. You're allowing people to live from the neck down and the the neck up. Why do you think that people right now are coming to you? It seems like your business continues to grow. Your popularity continues to increase your programs, your, your registrations for the events you're doing in person seem to be continually going up. What is the call to arms? What are people feeling right now? What I've noticed during this coronavirus is, is pretty incredible. Um, that, I have had people coming from every direction, old friends, uh, people I haven't talked to in years with curiosity about detoxification. And I think what's happening is that as people are forced to sit with themselves, they recognize the things that they're doing in their life that are, that are harming them, the diet, the stuff that the substances that they're consuming, the drugs, et cetera. And I think as we are left with ourselves, we come closer to truth. And I know that detoxification is a truth. It's a universal truth. It's like beyond my ego, beyond my desires, beyond my business. It's like, guys, this is just real. It's just plain and simple. I don't have to convince anybody of it. I know in my heart and my soul, detox is essential, critical, not just my detox, any detox, any practitioner, any YouTube channel that you find out there that's focused on cleaning this vessel. Yeah. It's true. It's truth. It's part of truth. Okay. And so what I think people are accessing the fact that they, they need to clear this vessel if they want to operate at a high level, their colon needs to be clear, their organs, their liver, their tissues, their brain needs to be clear for them to, to, to increase that homeostasis in their system. So I'm seeing a tremendous amount of people on the planet waking up to this and, uh, and why they, I think part of your question was why, what are they seeing in me or what, what are they uh, believing in me? I, I hope to be somebody who carries, uh, integrity and truth in this department, who wants people to see for themselves, know for themselves, who's not here to sell you something for the sake of selling you something. Um, I, I'm here to, to show people and hopefully you can hear it in my voice and feel it in my, in my being that for all the years of almost dying, like I, it's, it's impossible for me not to want to, to give back, not to want to hold people's hand or lift them up in that hole because this, that, especially because I believe that individuals in that hole, this is, this is one of my core beliefs, Josh, is that people who go that dark, who are that, who suffer that immensely have massive gifts for the planet. They have massive gifts for humanity. And I believe that if we help individuals like that, who are walking that line, who are really suffering, who are really in bad spaces, that is a really powerful way that we can help humanity. Because these individuals, as they used to call it, are shamanic initiation. We, they used to sing to these individuals and the village would help them and, and <laughs> you know, call yeah. upon the spirits to help them and feed them and, you know, and instead of locking them up in an inst- institution, right? And, and like we do here. Right. And so so I do work with with individuals who are in really, really dark spaces. And I also work with people who are just looking to optimize. Right. Who are looking to take their life to the next level. And I've seen detox 
help both spectrums there. So I just got multiple shows when you're sharing because so many things to unpack, Josh, each five minutes of this show is like a miniature show of its own because the way that you speak about your experience is to me brings up a hero's journey. You know, this, this complete and total circular experience that continues to uh, repeat on and on and on. And that is initiation, some kind of separation before it, and then a return. So we get initiated into something. You know, it could be detoxing. It could be the loss of a loved one. It could be going through a, a, a health issue. And then we come back to share it. Like, that's the whole point of this journey. So if anybody here is with us right now and you're in the middle of your initiation, like, just know that you're loved. Mm-hmm. You're supported. You're on the right path because you're here with us right now. And share this message because it's part of your hero's journey. Like, there's, there is actually no ego. And I think that's why... Well, there is somewhat of an ego, but the ego is not controlling this. I think that's why some people try to decimate the ego and they try to get rid of the ego. I don't think we can ever do that. I think the ego is here to stay. It's what flavors the soup. It's what gives us life. It's what makes Josh Mason, Josh Mason and Josh Trent, Josh Trent. And whoever is with us, it makes you, you. So what is, what is your sights? What is your lens on this? The, the way that the hero's journey exists and the role of the ego in the hero's journey how do you balance that in this modern world? You, you personally, man. Wow. Josh, man, you're very, very <laughs> amazing interviewer. Truly uh, <clears throat> maestro there. <clears throat> so, okay, there's a lot there. <laughs> so the hero's journey is very real. And I, I, throughout my journey, without labeling my journey as a hero's journey, I, of course, I was just suffering in, in, at those times. Uh, I was watching only hero's journey stories. That's all I would watch on Netflix or YouTube. All I, or, all the books I read were all hero's journeys. Uh, Dieter Dangler, the guy from in the Vietnam War, there's a book called Dieter Dangler Needs to Fly, or it's a documentary. Uh, it's the book Rescue Dawn. Uh, the the story is is the based on the movie is based on the this story rescue yeah. dawn vietnam pow you know uh the all pow stories all of these torturous scenarios and they were the only thing that i could resonate with you know natasha kampush the woman who was like for 13 years uh tied up on a bed in a cage you know, yeah. um, these stories were the things that I needed to survive during my journey because I saw what these individuals went through and the medicine that they had, you know, um, Victor Frankel, you know, and hit the depths of his medicine. Yeah. And I saw how this, the depths that somebody goes to, what the, what incarnates in their vessel when they go through it. It's like, you're forced to pull down these strengths that otherwise life does not call for. Life does not call for this level of strength when you just have a simple vanilla life. When you go through this stuff, you literally incarnate stuff from your soul, from your ancestors, from the ethers, from the planet, from elemental energies that you cannot access unless you go through torture and suffering. Mm -hmm. So, there was a part of my soul that was watching all of this happen, seeing how strong I became with my word, with my vision, with my message, with my presence. And I was like, wait a minute. 
if I'm suffering so immensely, but somehow every time I'm in someone's presence, they tell me that they feel good and they feel alive and they feel positive emotions. I'm like, maybe something's happening here that's beyond my control. Maybe I'm going through a, a metamorphosis that I can't see because I'm so silly here. I'm too simple here. I don't have context. I don't have access to mythological uh, perspective, right? So, so that's what the hero's journey is, is that you go through this torture and you incarnate these resources inside of your body that are invaluable, that the planet actually needs. It's beyond what you need. It's beyond what's important for you or what your preferences are as a human, as a simple, as a, as a single human. It's beyond our preferences, right? No, I don't want to go through the suffering, but <laughs> right. now at who I am now. Yeah. And I'm like, of course I had to go through that. It's not my, pre it, it wasn't my preference, but look what I carry now. Look what I give away. You can't give it away unless you go through it. Mm. That's what I've learned, Josh. You get, you, when you go through it, you give it away. Yeah. That's how we transform humanity. And that's the hero's journey. Right. You'd go in the depths of hell and the reciprocating light and truth that comes as a response to that darkness that you go into. It's equivalent to how deep and dark you go. And I feel like in the middle of that, there's the ego actually being integrated, the full integration of the ego with the call to action and then the response for what the world needs. We all get to make a loving decision how we can use our ego to direct us to serve. Not just like, oh my God, I'm pissed off this is happening. And I'm not shaming that. That's okay too. I've been pissed. <laughs> I've been pissed when I go through my hardships. You know, it's all good. Like we're all doing the best we can. But this conversation has been a huge breath of fresh air for so many people watching us. Um, we're going to go through the comments. Let us know if you have any questions for Josh and, and detoxification and it's linked to mental health. Josh, so much ground we covered. What did we miss? What's wanting to come through for you around detoxification and mental health right now? I would just tell, I would encourage people to begin to clean the colon of old, rotting, putrefied fecal matter and watch as life begins to unfold and, and change and transform. Watch as this lightness of being begins to come in. Watch as all of these emotional obstacles and problems and all of our things that are in our way of creating a life that we desire, it becomes easier. See, detox doesn't create enlightenment, but there's an expression one of my clients has said, you can't detox, you can't eat your way to God, but you can come close. <laughs> it's like you can't really connect to God with like just the foods and the detox, but it's like an anchor gets cut from your, your vest, your ship. Yeah. The gets cut and then you still have to navigate the ship. You still have to choose love. You still have to choose integrity. You still have to choose light, right? So what I want to say is like begin that process of getting rid of all of the junk, the etheric, the astral junk, the physical junk that's in your system. It's not you. You've been identified it with years for years, but it's not you. You are a lightness of being underneath that. You are a soul essence underneath that. It is your birthright to access that and to give it away and settle for nothing less in this lifetime. It's the real life's work. Finding peace in this vessel. All we have 
the game of golf is played six inches between your ears, right? This is literally all we have. I take it one step further and say we have our bodies, yeah. right? We have our bodies. But this is all we have, this orb floating through time and space that has no idea what the fuck is going on. <laughs> and we're honoring, the, we're honoring the grand mystery, Josh Mason. Detoxdudes.com is where people can connect with you and your work. And What's that? The Detoxdudes.com. The Detoxdudes. Thank yeah. you for saying that. Um, so I was putting detox dudes up there, y'all. It's that's the, my sales page for my course, but my website with all my free information. Perfect. Detoxdudes.com. Okay. And you can also just search Josh Mason detox dudes. There's so many videos, like millions of views, millions of people that have seen your work, man. Um, I think about the way that we are just so challenged as a species right now, you know, the human experience with the lies and the misconceptions around COVID we had, you know, a quarter of a million people get touched by Dr. Bush's mission on wellness force just a week ago. Um, if you could leave us with a Dr. gift. Zach Bush? Yeah. Dr. Zach Bush. That's restore for life. I was mentioning that. I said, did you have him on? Perfect. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, him. Oh, Oh, I thought you meant Dr. Axe. No, Dr. Zach Bush. He's the yeah. one. Yeah. The ion, the ion. Um, and if you want to pick that up, by the way, you can get it at wellnessforce.com forward slash biome. So it's exactly what Josh is talking about right now. But Josh, the question I want to ask you, man, is at this nexus, you know, we have our emotional body, we have our spiritual body, we have our physical body. And in that Venn diagram in the middle, man, where you and I are sitting right now, which is why it feels so good. We're talking about a life well lived. We're talking about wellness. How do you define wellness? You know, like what is, what does wellness mean to you with all you've been through? The, the integration of the light and the dark, the angel and the animal, the knowing of oneself, the peace of oneself, the acceptance of oneself, vitality, harmony, and connection to earth and connection to the divine. I'm letting that land for a moment. Thank you for coming on the show, man. The gravity of your words have hit everyone. Um, please let us know. What are you dealing with? What are you detoxifying emotionally, physically, or spiritually? And um, until Josh and I see you again, we are both wishing you love and wellness. We'll talk to you soon. Aho. Aho. Hey, thanks for listening to the show, my friend. Everything you learned on this podcast starts with your morning practices. So from over 300 world-class guests, we pulled together six simple yet powerful morning practices down into a 21-minute system, guaranteeing to increase your vibration and the way that you feel every day. Get this free powerful guide over at wellnessforce.com forward slash M21. And if you love this show, share it with somebody. Share it with somebody that you love or that you care about. You can support the show easily by leaving us a five-star review on iTunes. Just go to wellnessforce.com forward slash review. Or if you're on your phone, just tap it, hit the link in purple that says review this podcast. And the journey does not stop here. We're continuing this discovering process in our private Facebook group, over at wellnessforce.com forward slash group. You can be a part of it. You already are. All you have to do is join us at wellnessforce.com forward slash group and I will welcome you at the door. Now go out into your life and live your life well. And until I see you again real soon, I'm wishing you love and wellness.